For most of my life, I've been on this journey of discovery. Um, in this process, it required a lot of breaking, <laughs> which is why we are at this point. The Breaking on Purpose podcast. It's a space that will allow you an opportunity to have the conversation about your breakthrough, about getting to your place of purpose, your place of power, and your place of permission. That's right. So look, it's your boy, Minister D, and you're in this space to break. It's the Breaking on Purpose podcast. Let's get into this conversation. Well, what's up, family? Hey, fam. Hey, fam. Hey, fam. Hey, fam. We have officially arrived to this place, and it is the official place of the Breaking on Purpose podcast episode one. I am so excited that we get a chance to come to the table and have this much-needed conversation about this thing we call breaking through. Um. there's so much to talk about so listen this podcast will go on and on and on i promise you not this episode but the actual breaking on purpose podcast you just prepare yourself and buckle up for season one season two season three and each season we're going to elevate we're going to go higher we're going to dive in we're going to be talking to people who are breaking through on in their own right and in their own regards to their lives and you're going to see a multiple of, uh, of, of directions uh, and, and ways to break through. You're going to hear from people who broke through and started businesses, who broke through and fell in love, who broke through and healed, and who broke through and, and developed a, a, you know, a, a cause and begin to exercise their cause in, in the world to serve others. We're going to go through all of that. And I'm excited that we are able to do so, and, and this will be the, uh, the catalyst for having that conversation and getting that conversation out to the world. Um, I pray, you know, that we're able to reach you wherever you are. If you're in Africa, hey, our family in Africa. If you're in the UK, hey, our UK family, Canada, the US, Mexico, you know, wherever you may be found listening to this podcast, we want you to know that breakthrough is, 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 is a universal understanding. It's not just for one to two people. Breaking through is a universal understanding. And so, I am excited uh, to be in this space with you. I am excited to have an opportunity to share this space with you and this opportunity to explore the ability to grow and to break through. So once again, uh, I officially welcome you, fam, to the Breaking on Purpose podcast. Um, So graciously, I am your host, Minister D, a.k.a. Mr. Speak Well, Bishop. (laughs) <laughs> I am uh, I am excited um, to have the conversations with you that are so necessary uh, concerning your breakthrough. So do me a favor. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, um, iHeart, wherever you're listening, if there's an opportunity to leave a comment or your thoughts on this episode, please do me a favor. Leave that comment. I need that to know 
that we are headed in the right direction. It's a huge blessing to have that because it gives us a chance to really come together and do what we should do as a family and as a core group of people that are breaking through and believing God for much more and much better. So <laughs> with that being said, uh, this episode is episode one and it's all about your breakthrough. It happened for you. That's, there's no way to put it. That's the first understanding today that I really wanted to give in this first episode. And um, in doing so, there's a bit of transparency that has to happen. And um, I'm going to share some stuff with you guys and, and, and the lesson that came with it for me um, through my life journey. Um, many of you know that I started, I, I share this all the time. The, uh, I start out by sharing that I've been through so many things in my life. But one thing in particular that started my life was losing my father at two months old. Um, my dad dying, leaving me as a two-month-old baby to live this life. I'm 32 now. And at the, you know, I have no recollection. I had no memories of my father, no trace of my father. Um throughout my life because my father was was deceased he was um you know he was gone and with recent events of my life losing my cousin robert to gun violence it caused me to have to channel myself just to, to circle back in my life and um for the first time ever in my life i realized that i one was a victim of gun violence because i lost my father due to gun violence, and two, I really had, in fact, not had my father. I, I, I would see people always talk about, you know, hey, you know, they lost their dad, and I could in some way or another see it as I felt sorry for them because they lost their dad, but I couldn't relate, you know, that's because a part of me had shut down that space. Well, today, the conversation we're getting ready to have is me exploring and traveling into that space, um, one of the assignments God gave me, literally a God assignment on my life with this one, was to go back and stand on my past and not in it. So as we have this conversation, we're going and we're standing on it. And, and I challenge you, as you're listening to this podcast, to go and do the same. Think about a, a traumatic event in your life that you've avoided, that you've ran from, and, and that has had potential throughout your life to break you. And now it's time for you to break through. And, and as I journey back to stand on my past, that dark cloud on my past, I encourage you to stand and do the same. And let me say this to you. You're not by yourself. We are standing together. Okay? We're with you. I love you. And, and we can get through it. So <clears throat> in doing that, I accepted that assignment. I accepted it how I felt it. And I begin to... Um, channel my emotions and go back to my recollections of my father, my earliest recollections of my father. And my earliest recollections of my dad was uh, finding out at 11 years old after never really, after not really ever being told, not ever really having the conversation, but finding out or, or coming to the realization uh, with someone who casually shared. I never forget someone said, man, you know, your dad was a good guy. And he didn't deserve to really die like that. He didn't deserve to be shot in the head and all this. And I, I'll never forget that, you know. And someone's telling me this about my father. And 
and unbeknownst to them, I had no prior knowledge. I'd learned to live life without asking if I had a dad or where my dad was. I think because you, when you don't have something, you don't really miss it. You don't know that it's abnormal. You don't, you know, it wasn't like I looked around in the world. And, and this is my experience. I, everybody has different experiences with these, with this type of search, circumstance. I didn't, uh, I was numb to it. I had moments in my life where I questioned where my dad was and if my dad would ever help me. Uh, and I'm going to share those moments here in a minute, minute. But my first recollection of my father, first coming into the knowing of my father was at 11. My first time ever really seeing my father or a picture of my father was a picture of him at, I think if I'm not mistaken, 14 or so, roughly around that 14. And I, I was probably about 16, 17 years old when I got that picture or when I got access to that picture. Prior to that, I had never seen my father. I had never had any um, knowledge of my father, nothing. Um, nothing. And I didn't know how to process it. I knew after 11, when I found out my father was deceased, I began to ask questions. For at, at 13, for the first time at 13 middle school years, I finally, for the first time in my life, and you guys forgive me, because this is a lot. And, um, and I'm standing on a lot of it. But at 13, I went to my father's grave for the very first time in my life. 13, I found the grave. I learned where it was. My grandmother's, my great-grandmother had passed away. And my cousins, one of my cousins told me or showed me where my grandfather and my dad was buried. So that was the first time. <laughs> I seen my father's grave. It was the first time I realized that I didn't have a dad. Not physically. That I could talk to, that I could touch. It was the first time that I realized that whatever I had open hope for, if any at all, there was a reality there that that wasn't reality. So throughout my life from 13 to 16, I will remember when life got hard or something was going wrong or something crazy was happening. Um, on a bad day, I remember just walking out to the graveyard and I would just... I would just sit on my father's tombstone and I would just talk. And for the most part, that was as much of a relationship with my dad that I was, I was going to get. And uh, I had to be comfortable with it. And, 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 in retrospect, I was, but I remember those moments just going out, you know, on a bad day and just sitting on his tombstone and just like, this is how today, this is what's happening. Life is crazy. Um, and 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 that was my that was my relationship for 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 quite some time. You know, I I remember early on in my life at um 
three, three years old, experiencing abuse for physical abuse for the first time. And um, one day while sitting on my father's grave, I was just kind of expressing myself and having that expressive moment that I've, that I've had before with him. Um, and it was like, um, you know what? Let me, let me have this conversation with you. Where were you? And I was just at the grave and I was just talking, just telling, where were you? Why? Why did you leave? You know, I'm just going through it. I'm, I never forget this. I was 15 years old. Um, it was right before I moved to Houston. I was really mad about a lot of what was going on in my life with my mom, my grandma, my family, just a lot. And I was really an, ang I was an angry kid. I had been through enough and the anger was just there. But that one particular day before going to Houston, I knew like, let me, why? What is the problem? You know, what's, what's so wrong within me that you didn't stay? And you didn't this, and you didn't, and I went through this. And it, in that moment, and that day, I remember thinking back to being three years old in my first encounter with physical abuse. I remember thinking about going back to the time of being abused, my, you know, dealing with an alcoholic uncle who was obsessed with uh, torment in my mind. You know, it was his, it was, it was his delight to see me suffer. It was, it, was, it was like his joy. It came off as, oh, I'm just playing, but it was very torturous. You know, tying me up in bedroom sheets, tie you up in a sheet, tied in a knot, and then, you know, maybe set it in the closet or swing it around in the air or, you know, lift it up and drop it on the bed, you know, or, or spend, you know, just, just whatever. I just remember being tied up and covering, just trying to fight your way out of the cover. Out of the, out of the um, blanket, but there's no way because it's tied in a knot. He's tied it entirely, and as a kid, that just traumatized me completely. You know, and it left me to wonder, like, why in the world? Why in the world is this happening? You know, I, I remember, you know, as a kid, having. Um, dogs we had this dog named snowball and my uncle took this dog and just threw it on top of me i had to be like three four or five this was all the years of, of i was there from three to six so i mean and then forgetting it just throwing the dog on me and the dog is scared so the dog is not trying to be aggressive i'm scared and i'm getting scratched up the dog is scared i finally got the dog off of me and to this day at 32 it cemented my my fear of dogs like I just it didn't I didn't when I seen the dog it was not happening I was not playing with no dogs so I'm listen I don't play with them today um I'm learning to build my relationship in that understanding but it scarred me because it scared the child in me and that scared child developed into an adult and I remember you know going through all of these things having to stand by a space heater and your uncle saying, if you move, I'm going to whip you. You know, being whipped out of the bed for no reason because he's mad. You know, being, I think the ultimate for me was being shoved inside of an oven. I would never forget that, that, that night. 
seeing him take the rack out, knowing like something's wrong, something's wrong is happening, and I'd got, you know, it was normal. Something's crazy is about to happen. And being shoved in this oven, and be quiet, you know, come on, and close it, and latch it. And you can hear him just having a thrill out of these torturous moments. And I just never could figure out why. It was in that moment I realized, I, I, I realized that I, for the, many times as a child, that was the only time I would ask myself, who is going to protect me? Where's my safety in this? Where's my, 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 my father? Because I knew my uncle wasn't my father. Where's my dad to stop this, to put an end to this? to make sure this never happens. Where's my father? And um, and I, I remember for years, I just thought that. I kept that thought in the back of my head, like, where is my father? Because this is crazy. And I need my dad to, to fight for me or something, you know, something. Because this is, this. it was like torment on a regular basis. And I just couldn't deal with it. And, um, I was a kid, I was a baby, I was three years old, four years old, five years old. And then the incident with the oven, I was six. And I never forget that night I prayed. That night I prayed and I said, amen. And the minute I said, amen, I will never forget, um, I will never forget the oven unlatching and me coming out of it, you know? And, and as I was coming out of the oven, I found myself um, being pulled out and just so happened, my aunt had left her Bible. And I was lucky that night because when that happened, my aunt seen something. And in whatever she's seen, she's seen enough to know that I would not be back in her life, not in her home anyways. Within a week, I was taken to my grandmother's. And then probably within a few months from my grandmother's, I went to my mother's. That was for me the first time I realized that I needed my dad and I didn't have my dad. But then the Lord began to remind me of the word that declares the book of Psalms, chapter 68, verse 5 through 6, that says a father to the fatherless and a defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. That blessed me. That blessed me because I knew then that I had a father. And Deuteronomy says that he defends the fatherless and the widow. And so when I begin to realize that I had, in fact, had a father, my, my, my heavenly father, which was God, 
and my natural father who assignment was fulfilled and he had to leave this earth because of that assignment. Let me give you this scripture, you guys. I want to share this with you. I, I wanted to share my story for, for that purpose. So you can know that, you know, one thing about your journey, that was, that was, that was something that broke me. It broke me throughout my life because I live my life um, according to that to that heartache. I, I I dealt with that heartache. That heartache was a daily part of of my life. It was a daily part of my life, and um, and I, I had to live with it on a regular basis. I had to go to sleep with it. Um, I had to wake up with it. It was a part of my life, nonstop. So I want to have this quick conversation and and and. and and in sharing this, and thank you guys for just listening and hear me out. I pray this is blessing you. Romans 8, chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 28 says that, And we know all things work together for the good of them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now prepare yourself for this conversation. <laughs> Later in life, I was praying. And I was processing my life without my father. And the Lord began to reveal to me through prayer that my father and I, while could not exist in the same time zone, time frame, because of the assignment that was on my life. Because of the hand and the plan of God that was on my life, I uh, had a life that required living without a physical father, but a spiritual father that would would, would exist in his stand, his stand. So it blessed me one part, but it really perplexed me on the other side because I paid that price. I didn't have a dad. Okay. We got that. I went through so much. We got that. And then the Lord began to reveal also that in those moments of my hurt and my experience and my pain, that the reason I am where I am right now, the reason I can talk about it, the reason I can experience the tears and the emotions and not be angry and not be bitter is because all things were working together for my good um, according to his purpose. And in that moment, God revealed, I was your father when you were fatherless. I kept the hurt from becoming the hindrance. No, you, you, yeah, you still dealt with suicide. Yeah, you still dealt with emotional lows. Yeah, you still had moments where people drug you through the mud and didn't understand your journey. Yeah, you had some moments where you had questions that didn't have answers. But in this space, the Lord began to reveal that Roman 8.28 was the factor. I share this with you because sometimes the circumstance in your life has a God purpose connected to it. While there is purpose on your life, there is, for those of us, many of us who are in the moment in the space of breaking, there is a God purpose connected to your life as well. There is something that's happening where God has, has written an assignment on your life through the measures of pain and hurt and other areas in, uh, that you'll experience that will birth something out of you that will go and shape and change the world. But I learned something. There, there was a road where a decision had to be made. Where I had to stop breaking down and started start breaking through. The same thing that broke me down broke me through. 
Let me give you what this. The same reason that led me to the, the night where I took the pills to kill myself. And, and I told y'all about that night, whether on late night breakthrough or something else you've seen and you've heard that story. The same thing that caused me to say, let me stop and, and, and take these pills and kill myself. When I started, when I really included God in it and I accepted that it was a God's purpose and a God assignment, I took that same thing and opened my mouth and told somebody, you don't have to die. I took that same thing and opened my mouth and told somebody I am imperfect. I make mistakes and I'm still going to tell you that trust in the Lord will pay off after a while. I'm not. A, listen, I'm not here to minister as this perfect being. I'm a flawed being that serves a perfect God. And I want you to be reminded that you're never too imperfect, that a, the perfect God we serve can't save your life. He saved me. I thought all this stuff. The abuse, the deceased father, I knew for, for some strange reason or another, my mind was made up up until I was 20, that it all had an assignment to kill me. And the truth was, it had an assignment to build me. It says, and we know that all things... That means all things heard, all things said to you, all things felt, all things experienced, all things talked about, all things that happened, all things that shaped, all things that discouraged, all things that caused you to run and hide, all things that, that took your ability to be strong and confident, all things, all things, all things work together. That meant the negative in my life had an assignment to work with the good in my life. And when I was getting ready to take my life, God said, no, 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 wait a minute. Because the good still got to show up. Oh, my God. Listen, I know this. we got to make this podcast short. I'm looking at my time. I want to watch it because we got to do 30 minutes on these and we got to be out. I, but I, I got to drop this on you uh, real quick. You're still in this. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel because the good still has to show up. The all thing says good and bad must work together all things work together for the good to them that love God stop right here I know you're going through probably some of the worst experiences in your life but the truth of the matter is God knows that you love him God loves you and because he loves you because he cares for you because he has a plan for you you still have a good that is promised to you I know it seems like it's been a lifetime of bad I felt the same way but when I got to the place of my breaking and yes let me be clear I broke down but God caught me and he helped me break through breaking through is a choice and I share this because it, re it, it kind of revealed it, re uh, revealed itself to me that it was something that was happen happening against me before I even knew who I was. It was happening against me before I, I, I could remember my name. It was happening against me before I, I was walking, before I was talking, before I really was even cognitive of where I was and, and could remember a past that was filled with any type of memory, good, bad, or indifferent. It was happening against me before it was happening for me but the whole reason that it was happening against me is because of the fact that God was getting ready to make it all happen for me he was giving me a foundation to stand on that I can tell you on a podcast I can tell you at 1 30 in the morning I can tell you at 6 in the morning I can tell you to your face I can tell you on the phone I can tell you wherever I see you that God can and God will and I don't take it back I don't mean it any other way I don't change my story my position does not waver it is it is and will always be a god thing 
That's the gift of my journey. And I'm so grateful. Today, I'm thankful for my experience. I tell God, thank you. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you for having the confidence in me to allow me to go through the unimaginable. Thank you that I'm going to use it and I'm going to tell the world that God, you keep your children and that every, I love this, and we know, I don't wonder, I don't guess. You don't wonder and you will no longer guess because the word says, and we know. If you're a part of the we today, just listen, just say it with me. And we know. When you see me, just holler it out. And we know. <laughs> you don't even have to finish the sentence. And we know. And we're going to shout on that. And we know. Hashtag. And we know. When you see something bad trying to happen. Oh, and we know. <laughs> when they talk about you. And we know. <laughs> it's working for my good. To them who are called according to his purpose. What does that tell you? That one statement alone tells you. This ain't a my thing. This is a God thing. And I encourage you with this first episode to know that your experience, your hurt, your setback was a God thing. And we know that whatever the enemy meant for evil, God is about to work it for your good. He tried to kill me at three, four, five, and six. But God took it, and now I'm telling that story for God's glory, not the enemy. He took my father. God called my father when I was two months old so that he could be the father to the fatherless and so that he could serve the purpose in my life. And I learned God don't, it doesn't matter who he have to take to get you where you need to be. I don't grieve it because I believe it. I am so thankful that you guys took the time out to be a part of this episode. I'm so grateful that we're on this journey of breakthrough together. Please continue to follow me on all social medias, on Instagrams at speakwellbishop, officially now. <laughs> speakwellbishop on Instagram. It's uh, David Richard on Facebook, and it is, uh, of course, on TikTok, speakwellbishop. Somebody just shout, speak well, Bishop. <laughs> I love you guys so much, my fam. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey. Shout out to our 18,000 family members on the most beautiful place that I love to hang out at, TikTok, and our uh, nearly 14,000 on Facebook. I Listen, I, I thank God for every last one of you because you have, in, in your way, taught me that what I'm telling you today is more true than ever before. It's because of your presence that I know my life experience has purpose. And I'm here to touch and agree with you that yours, your life experience, it has purpose. So listen, we say this quite often. Prepare yourself to break. But in this moment, you will not break down. You will break through and you will break out. Keep going, fam. I love you.
Hey there, family. Check this out. I wanted to take a moment and share something that is very vital with you. Our prayer line is always open. If you're ever in a space where you need prayer and you need partnership, someone to believe with you, someone to believe um, that God can and will alongside of you, I want you to take advantage of our prayer line. If that's ever the case, do me a favor. Dial 832 856 3807. I'm going to give you some time to grab a pen, okay? In the meantime, let me share this with you. Your journey matters. Your process matters. And it's very important that as you become the person that God has called you to become, that you have that partner to agree with you and pour into you. So we're here to pray with you that whatever you desire from God, He will definitely make that happen. That number to our breakthrough hotline again is 832 832- 856-3807. You'll get a text back letting you know that we are touching and agreeing with you. That is not just a text. That is the truth. If you don't get a call back, that's fine. Just know that we are still touching and agreeing with you on your journey. It's time for us to pray. It's time for us to trust. And it's time for us to build. Utilize that number. Make your request known. We can't wait to pray with you.